And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Using from Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. There was a priest that was fed up with his old car. You ever got fed up with your old car? (laughs) So he goes to a dealership and finds a salesman and the salesman sees the cross around his neck and his garb and he said, are you by chance a man of God? And the priest says, why, yes, I am. You think he's going to get a discount, right? And then the salesman said, well, I think I've got a car just for you. It's a, it's a specially made custom Tesla. And the priest's like, I, I don't know if I can afford that on my priest's salary. The man said, that's all right. We have payment plans, no money down. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it for three months. We'll give you uh, free for three months. So there's even a golden cross on the hood ornament, okay? I mean, it's like specially made for Christians. And the priest checks it out. said, it's beautiful. And the salesman said, you don't even need a key. It's voice-activated Tesla. It's awesome. And so to make her go, to put it in drive, you just say, hallelujah. And to make it stop, there's no break. You just say, amen. So you want a starter? Let's take a test drive. So the priest, they get in. There's like, there's like just a steering wheel, but there's no pedals or anything. And the priest is like, where's the thing? No, just, just go back to your Christianity, okay? Just, just, and he goes, hallelujah. And it starts going. And so he wants it to go a little bit faster. And he goes, hallelujah. And it goes into the next gear. And he's like, hallelujah. And he's excited about this. And so he tells the salesman, can I just take it out for a test drive by myself? And then you know, they pull back into the lot and he goes, Okay. And so he, he takes it out on the freeway, right? And uh, in California, and he's just driving and he's thinking about how God's so good. And he's going about 80 or 90, he kind of dozes off. And then when he wakes up, he's coming up to a cliff. And he's looking around, he kind of wakes up and he's like, Oh, hallelujah. And it goes faster. And he's like, Stop, stop. And he's like pressing all the buttons, turning the radio up, and nothing happens. And then he begins to remember that it's voice activated. So he says, Amen. And it stops. And the little rocks go over the side of the cliff, you know, just right before the cliff. And he goes, Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> We've all seen those bumper stickers on cars, right? Scrub life, camp life. Have you ever seen mom life? Or if they have a little picture of a dog and it says pug life. Maybe you have a lowered car and it says low life. (laughs) But there's one that says get a life. Well, what I would like to preach about, the Bible says that she said, so be it unto me according to thy word. And as I'll show, there's a verse of scripture in Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse 5 where Jeremiah has heard something from the Lord and the Lord, the Bible says, came to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 11 verse 1, saying, Hear ye the words of this covenant and speak unto the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Cursed be the man that obeyeth not the words of this covenant, which I commanded your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, from the iron furnace, saying, Obey my voice and do them, according to all which I command you. So shall ye be my people, and I will be your God. That I may perform the oath which I have sworn unto your fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, as it is this day. Then answered I and said, So be it, O Lord. Now, you translate from the Hebrew in Jeremiah, if you look up the word, so be it, you will find that the Hebrew word for so be it is the Hebrew word, amen. So what Jeremiah responded to the Lord was, amen. And I believe that Mary, not speaking Greek as though the Bible was, we understand was translated from the Greek, Mary was a Jew, and Mary would speak Hebrew. And so when Gabriel pronounced that she was going to have a son, and that he was going to be the son of God, and she heard all these wonderful things, she said, hey, behold the handmaid of the Lord. And then I believe if she spoke Hebrew, she said, amen, according to your word. And what I would like to preach for a little while today is a men life a men life so many of us and i i've been hearing the word in service people have been saying amen and amen and if god loves you say amen a lot of people they're familiar with the word but they're only familiar with the word at the end of a prayer during dinner and I believe the word amen is so much greater, so much more powerful, and so much more all-encompassing that I'm not encouraging you to buy the bumper sticker, but I would like to implore you today that there is an amen life to be had. And it was encapsulated in what Mary said. She heard the pronouncement of Gabriel that Jesus was going to be born through her. And there are people that say that Jesus was born in the regular manner of children. If he was, then we are not saved. If Jesus was born of a regular relationship between a man and a woman, then the seed of Adam is passed upon us and we're sinners. But you see, Jesus was born through a virgin. So well, didn't the Holy Spirit have relations with Mary? No, she wouldn't be a virgin if it was a physical relationship. But it was a miracle. And Gabriel said, the spirit of the highest will overshadow thee. It was a miracle. Mary didn't understand it, brethren. I don't understand it. I don't claim to understand everything that happens when my do click on my phone. I don't understand how my car works. I don't understand how a quart of oil disappeared from my car. I don't understand a lot of things. But I put more oil back in so that the car would keep going. But I don't understand a lot of things. Mary didn't understand everything. She wasn't educated at Harvard, but she had this pronouncement. And she said, I know not a man. I don't, I haven't done anything to make a baby. And she got the explanation. She's like, well, you know what? The word of God is good enough for me. She said, amen. So be it according to your word. When we can look at God, just like Jeremiah, Jeremiah heard 
good things from God. And Jeremiah heard bad things from God. You know that being a victorious Christian, we need to accept the entire Word of God. Not just when it goes our way. Not just when it seems like it's something that I agree with. But I need to say, Amen. It's your Word. I agree. So be it. To have that attitude. Now, if someone gets married, you know they, they say you don't just... You take those vows, right? And the vows are something like this. In sickness and in health. Have you ever heard that? You ever been there? Not just in the good times. For richer or for the other thing, right? (laughs) For broker, for poorer. How about for hair and for baldness, right? (laughs) For skinnier and for much less skin, you know, (laughs) Harder to kidnap for skinnier and harder to kidnap. So, But victorious Christians have this spontaneous amen to every act that God says in his word. That attitude to say, God, if you said it, I believe it. You know, if you fall asleep at work, it's also good, right? You're, you're, you're asleep in your cubicle and someone comes by like, are you sleeping? Just kind of slowly raise your head and say, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> but Jesus, me, in, our, in the word of God, many times people have, they, they've understood amen is a small thing. Like, and you should pray for your, you should be thankful for your food. But it's not the saying of the amen, it's being thankful that the attitude that God wants. And I've, I've shared this before, you know, have you ever prayed for your food? You know, you said this prayer and then... Uh, you take that first bite of pizza, you know, the hot pizza where the cheese burns your upper mouth. You're like, or that, 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 that uh, double breaded fried chicken from Publix. Or if you love that chicken from, from that place called Popeye's, right? You take that first bite and what do you do? You go like, thank you, Jesus. That's when you really pray because it's the attitude that God's looking for, not just the saying of words. And, and in Deuteronomy, now have you prayed before, has anyone ever prayed after your meal? After you've eaten? I know we have because... So preacher, why do that? The Bible doesn't say that. Oh, yes, it does. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10, check this out. When thou hast eaten and art full, that's after, right? Then shall, excuse me, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. So what do you do after dinner? We try to fight and see who's going to do the dishes and everyone else makes a run for the hills, right? Got to go to the restroom. You know, I got to go do this. Got to go do that. And the dishes are there because we're all happy. We're just like, you know, have that food coma. But God said, when you don't feel like it, when everything is taken care of, have that amen attitude anyway. Say, God, amen when I'm hungry and amen when I'm full. I still need Jesus. And we need to realize that God shows his work in us when we have the right attitude. It's interesting that Mary said, she said, behold the handmaid. You know what that word handmaid comes from? It's a Greek word for slave. And I know that that's not, if they, if there was a, a job posting for slave, I'm, I don't think everyone would have their, their hands up like, woohoo, woo, me. No. But you know what? Wasn't that what Paul said? 
He said, I'm the bondservant of the Lord. If you, if, you, if you look at the translation, Paul said, I'm a slave. I'm Jesus' slave. I do whatever God wants me to do. I have that attitude that God owns me. And you know, when God owns your attitude, that's what he really wants. He doesn't want our body. He wants our heart. And God wants our attitude. You ever see that attitude go south like with your child? I ask my daughter to do something. She's all happy. And then that frown comes up like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you see that attitude go like, mm. And I was like, wow, look at that. I, I, and, you know, attitudes can change. I'm like, we don't have a TV. But I say, honey, you want to watch something? And, and her attitude will all, all of a sudden change. It'll just go like, oh. Because we have control over our attitude. And then it's like, just kidding. And then it'll go back down again. But our attitude is something that we can look to God to have an amen attitude and say God if you I don't understand but you know I'm thankful she had that attitude because Jesus was born through a virgin fulfilling what the book of Isaiah said a virgin shall be with child and I'm thankful the Bible said he shall be called wonderful counselor the prince of peace the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the government's going to be upon his shoulder. Jesus came. The devil doesn't like it, but God did it anyway because someone had the right attitude. Here I am, Lord, send me. Wasn't that the attitude of Isaiah? I don't understand it, but God, here I am. Here's all of me. There was a, an offering t- uh, received at a church and... Uh, as they were counting the offering, they saw a picture was in the offering. You find some interesting things in the offering. A picture was in the offering. And it was a picture of like a teenager. And so the people counting the offering said, yeah, that's a joke. You know, someone threw the girl's picture in to make a prank or something like that. And then they flipped it onto the other side. And it said, Lord, I have no money. I have nothing to give. So I give myself. You know, that that's what God is looking for. The amen attitude said, here I am, God. She said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for an attitude, an amen attitude. And the, the second thing God is looking for in amen life is an amen. Actually, not what he's looking for. It's what he'll give is an amen foundation. You see, the word amen, if you look at the root of the, of the word, it means to build up to support or to foster. So it talks about like being a foundation. It's what you build on. You know that Jesus, I saw this, he said, God doesn't build on anything he doesn't own. You know that some people, they lease something or they lease a car or they have an apartment. You don't own it. You're just staying there for a little while. Have you ever had a timeshare where you're just sharing with someone else? Well, God doesn't do timeshares and God doesn't do leasing and God doesn't do renting spiritually, okay? God wants ownership. And then when God owns something, then he'll build that foundation, that amen. The Bible said... In Revelation chapter 3 and verse 14, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. Jesus is the Amen. He said, I'm more than a prayer. He said, the Amen is that very foundation of your life. The Apostle Paul said, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. What's the foundation? The amen. 
You know, a lot of us, we go through periods of our life where things seem to fall apart. Let me tell you, when you get older, your body will start to fall apart. So I trust Jesus. Man, so do I. My body didn't get the memo. (laughs) And my body likes to do its own thing. Well, at least my cholesterol is going up, but they tell me that's not good. So, I mean, I... (laughs) Maybe I'm an overachiever, but not with cholesterol. You need less of that, right? The Bible said, I have laid the foundation. And then it says, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So what's the foundation of our life? So my foundation is my health care. My foundation is my money. My foundation is this. So my foundation, brethren, we need an amen foundation. We need the foundation being the amen where Jesus Christ keeps our family together. Jesus Christ keeps our life going. Jesus Christ is credited for paying our electric bill. You know that I'm thankful that Jesus Christ allows us to go through things that we can Look up to him and trust him and say, God, that's way bigger than my pocketbook, but it's not bigger than yours. I remember getting a big health care bill. The first one I just paid, it was $3,000. My wife had an ear infection. $3,000? Yeah, because I didn't have insurance. And they just send you a bill, so what do I do? Dispute it? Ask for a discount? No, I paid it. Dumb idea. Look, if you get a hospital bill, call them up and ask, say, hey, man, work with me. And if it's not something you have insurance for, the hospital will cut it down like 60%, 70%, 40%. But I just paid it. And that's easy because I had the money, but that's about all the money that I had. So I was like, I paid it, and now I've got Jesus and like nothing else. But then I got a much bigger health care bill when my daughter was born. And I couldn't pay it. And so I just got him to put me on 25 bucks a month for the rest of my life kind of thing. (laughs) They'll do that too. And it's going to take like 30 or 40 years to pay off just to get her into the world, right? But a long story short, I remember telling my wife, they can bill me a million dollars because my daughter's worth that. And you know what? God can pay it. So it didn't happen the first year. I think it was like a year or two down the road, but God worked it all off. And I don't know if it was like $10,000 or something like that for the second bill, because the first bill I paid, we didn't use the, the midwife. We went to the hospital. So, But God gave us like, what, 70% off or something. It worked out where God was so awesome. And they told me it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work to even where you begin to think, God, I don't know if this is going to work, but you need the amen foundation that said, God, I'm going to put my weight upon you. You see a foundation supports your weight. You know what? That's what we do when we come home, right? We sit down and kick our shoes off. We take a load off. You know that Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I'm the foundation. I will give you rest. He said, you'll find rest for your souls with the foundation. That's the amen. And the amen was also something that was known as the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. God's word is truth. If God says you're going to make it, friend, you're going to make it. You know, let me tell you, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, no man is able to pluck you out of the Father's hand. No man is able to pluck you out of Jesus' hand. God has got you. I remember Lois Lane was picked up by Superman. This is like Superman 2 or something like that. Before some of you were born probably. But he said something like, well, I've got you. you know, And he's flying, right? And she said, you got me. 
Who's got you? I mean, a lot of people think, oh, who's got you, Jesus? He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got you and me, brother. In his hand, he's got you and me, sister. In his hand, he's the amen. He's the one that can do what people say can't be done. The Bible said the last thing, there's an amen lifestyle. You know what the final words recorded in the word of God of Mary, the mother of Jesus is? Jesus was invited to a marriage and they had run out of wine. So uh, he called his mother and his mother called the servants of of the wedding. And his mother said to the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And those are the final words of Mary. She had learned from her life in, in interacting with Jesus Christ. Whatsoever he says to you, say amen. And he told them to fill up the water pots with water all the way to the brim. And they did it. And the Bible said the master of the ceremonies came and he tasted the water. And it wasn't water. It was wine. In so much that it was Good wine. He said, man, you saved the best for last. And you know that when we watch God in our lives, the lifestyle that God is looking for is an amen lifestyle. The lifestyle is an attitude. It's a foundation. And it's full of miracles. You know what Gabriel said to Mary? Gabriel said to Mary, immediately preceding Mary, saying, be it unto me. According to thy word. Let me tell you what Gabriel told her. Luke chapter 1 and verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. The virgin birth, possible. God delivering from sin, possible. God paying your car off, possible. God reconstructing your marriage, Possible. God delivering from alcoholism. Possible. God doing a miracle. Possible. For with God. And you know what she said? Ooh, I want that. <laughs> she said, just, just do it to me, God. God, I'll take that. Healing, it's possible in the amen life. Healing is possible. Why? For with God. You see, Emmanuel is God with us. He's Emmanuel. He's on our side. He's on your side. And an amen life said, God... So be it, according to your word. That's what I want. That's my foundation. That's my truth. I'll amen it, even if it feels crazy. I'll amen it, even if it feels rough. I'll amen it, even if I need to change myself to get on the right side of the amen. I'll amen it. Let me leave you with what it says in Psalm 41 in chapter 13. The psalmist couldn't get enough of the amen. He said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and to everlasting. And then he said, amen. And amen. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, there is an amen life. It starts with an amen attitude. An amen attitude said, God, here I am. I'm wholly available. I'm yours. And an amen foundation said, God, I have a foundation that is the amen. He's Jesus. The foundation of everything that I do and all that I am is built upon that solid rock. And then God, if I've got the attitude and I've got the foundation, just like any race, they have blocks, right? Where you can push off and start. 
and run this race. If you've got that attitude to run this race and you've got the foundation of Jesus Christ, you can have an amen lifestyle. And you can push off and you can move forward because of that foundation that is solid and that the, the waves and the rain and the floods cannot destroy because it's founded upon a rock. And you'll build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And as she begins to sing, it all starts with an attitude. Jesus, I'm yours. I belong to you. I belong to you. That's the start of an amen life. Amen. Let's find a place to pray. Have your way, Jesus. An amen life. Lord, let us have an amen attitude, an amen foundation, and an amen lifestyle. And you need something impossible? Let me tell you good news in the amen life. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. It's not impossible with God. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes. Father, I preached your word. Speak to us in the amen life. may pray as long as you like. If I could ask that everyone would stand, we're going to dismiss in a little bit of a different way. If everyone would stand, we're going to dismiss on the count of three, and we're just going to say, Amen.
And I want to encourage you today. Having an amen life is, is not complicated. It's not easy, but it's not complicated. God's way is simple, but it is difficult, okay? And it starts with saying amen to the Lord in our heart, to the great amen, to the great foundation, to the great truth, and having an amen lifestyle. So on the count of three, just at the top of your lungs, or if you want to whisper it, whatever you want, we're going to say amen, and then we'll be dismissed. Amen. One, two, three. Amen!